0: up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, and we have quite an episode here on a Friday. We're not talking sports today. We did talk sports earlier this week. We t- covered the Super Bowl, and on Monday, I'll be speaking with Andrew Stem to cover some college basketball. Next week, Albert DeStrade will also be joining me. Albert DeStrade of Survivor South Pacific fame. We have created our own major league baseball survivor season so we're going to run a fictional season of survivor with mlb stars should be a lot of fun we have a lot coming up over the next few days so before i bring in our guest and get to everything that we're doing today i just want to thank our sponsors at cbs all access cbs all access is an incredible streaming platform you may have seen some of their uh new commercials that they had on Super Bowl Sunday as a rebranding for P- Paramount Plus. They have over 20 seasons of The Challenge. They've got every season of Survivor, Big Brother, and a lot of great stuff and including classic Nickelodeon shows. I've been watching a lot of Rocket Power on there lately. So if you want to get in on this Paramount Plus, I have a special 50% off deal that you can hop in on right now. Go Type in your browser jackvita.com slash CBS. Use the promo code Paramount Plus and you will get 50% off an annual plan and a free one-week trial. Guys, we have so much uh, lined up today. We're speaking with a challenger, one of the stars of my favorite show, Survivor. Um, But before I bring him in, I just want to say, I know we got a lot of people checking out this podcast for the first time today. If you like it, hit subscribe on the Jack Vita Show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. We got a lot of fun, and I don't want to waste any more time because we only have so much time with him. This guy came onto the challenge. He came in hot, and he's done done fairly well over the first couple seasons, and he did really well on Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. I believe he finished in sixth place. Last week, I wrote a piece on him on my website, jackvita.com, dubbing him the future of the challenge. Please welcome Jay Starrett. What up? Welcome to the Jack Vita Show, the one, the only, the greatest.
1: Um, First of all, I do want to say, Jack, I did read the article that you wrote about me. It was very long, very in detail, and very, very good. If I do say so myself, probably the best article I've ever read, considering (laughs) I don't read
0: very many of them. And also the fact is you just crushed it. So thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that, Jay. And I hope I didn't misrepresent you. And I didn't uh, paint a bigger target on your back for these future seasons that you have potentially coming up. I don't mind. The target's always on my back anyway. So it's totally fine. (laughs) So what happened this past season was – Was it exactly how the show, we saw the story of what happened, why you got the boot. Um, Was it accurately depicted? Was there more to it? What happened this time around? Yeah, you know, this
1: season, um, it was definitely depicted correct. I mean, I know a lot of people always blame editing or they say editing and this and they did this. And Bro, you played your own game. You did what you did. They got it on video. You got caught. It is what it is. Like, just go with the flow and stop crying over editing and spilled milk. So, um, with me, I, you know, I messed up cause I didn't follow my gut. My gut was like, tell Corey, tell Cam. Um, but instead I went with the other half of my brain that was like, Hey man, you're totally fine. Uh, just do whatever you need to do. This is a game at the end of the day. You don't need anyone like permission or an explanation for anything that you're doing. So, um, I mean, for a million bucks, you overthink, and you overanalyze, and you overjudge, like, feelings. So, you know, I just played a little bit aggressive this time, and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> was it like, was oh. awesome, and that's the thing. It's unfortunate. I feel like you were penalized for playing the game. I mean, you came in, you were, you and Leroy were the only two competing in that daily challenge, at least from what we saw on the screen. No, that's and, true. Yeah, that's you true. ended up getting penalized, and that's why I wrote that piece. It's like, the challenge, and you see what how TJ reacted to you and everything that's been going on, they've clearly been upset. It's like tanking in sports. They want people to go out there and be aggressive and give them what they want, go out there and compete. I thought it was emblematic that you and Leroy were really the only two men. We're Speaking only about the men here, and I'm not going to slander any of the ladies. They've been great. But right. uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, but you were out there competing and you got penalized for winning, essentially, because you won the previous challenge and you put blood on your hands from what you did the week before.
1: Yeah, it was great. Because <laughs> <laughs> like last season, you know, um, I didn't really get to play the political game at all. So last season I went in, they threw me in, you know, elimination after elimination. So every single time I had to prove myself and they're always like, oh, rookies got to prove themselves. I'm like, all right, well, I'm proving myself three times in a row, how many times does it take? And then this season, everyone left me alone, but I got to play a political game and I finally won one of my first dailies ever, which was a $6,000 win, let's go. (laughs) And um, after that, I was like, man, I didn't get to play last season, so why don't I just, you know, start the game really, really aggressive? (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, it came back and got me. And, uh, you know, the first time I didn't get to play political, I had to just win eliminations. The second time, I didn't get to win any eliminations, and I just got to play political. So hopefully the third time is a charm if they give me a call back and I get (laughs) to play both really well and, uh, you know, get a title. And then (laughs) – be a champion of one of the
0: damn shows that I've been on <laughs> and prove me right too, for that matter.
1: Yes. Yes. Cause your article was on point. I even had to look up uh, cause you compared me to the newest, one of the best uh, draft picks for the quarterbacks. I forgot his name, but Trevor Lawrence. Like yeah. He looked like sunshine from remember the Titans. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and I even go to my room and I'm like, Hey man, who's this football player? So I started doing like research on him. I was like, he compared me to this guy. And I, and then I checked him out. I was like, Wow, he gave me huge props. This is so tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I meant it. I wouldn't have, you know. To be fair, I wouldn't write anything overly critical and negative of anybody on my site. That's not what I do here with my with my brand. But I mean, I watched that episode, and it was very much. Even though you were out, it felt like they were really elevating you and building you up. So I'm glad you came out of it with a lot of positive feelings. Oh, always, man. You know, I take these
1: shows uh, as a blessing because I have the opportunity to go out there and compete. And a lot of people wish that they could go out there, wish that they could continue competing. Like, you know, after you go on Survivor, usually that's it unless they give you a call back. And I got, you know, lucky and blessed enough from the universe and God and whatever everyone believes in um, to get to go back and compete. So doing it, I mean, I'm taking it all as a, as a huge just like – like I'm so grateful, you know, because I get to continue. I get to continue competing. I love, I love doing this. I'm an adrenaline junkie, so doing this <laughs> stuff. Like they're like, Jay, hang off the
0: helicopter. I'm like,
1: all right, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, you would mention you're not a big sports fan. Did you grow up playing sports? Do you have an uh, athletic background? So growing up, we always played backyard sports. I was never like
1: in like team sports in high school and none of that I was always at the beach going skimboarding or going skating down parking garages and running from security guards <laughs> and like you know just getting into trouble basically I was <laughs> I was always, I was always <laughs> getting into trouble so with, with sports and stuff you know I don't know I was always just doing my own thing so I didn't get to like get too involved with sports in high school but I mean I did I was on the swim team I did play like you know little league for Pretty much every sport but backyard sports was always my thing and like you know there's no coach to be like you can't fight after that play it's just like damn
0: <laughs> well you uh you mentioned skating and skimboarding I gave that little plug at the beginning did you ever watch rocket power as a kid oh what the shoobies the shoebies you still talk about it here. show up <laughs> at the beach I love rock power that was that was the show man I got a sign over here on the other side of my room it says no shoebies.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I even signed, I was even, uh, I think it was like three years ago, me, I worked at a, a bar and uh, some, of the, some of the bartenders were like, the, my, my friend Carly, she was a Chucky from Rugrats and then I was Auto Rocket and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I was talking to at the time. She was uh,
0: another power, like another rocket powered character. So we crushed it. I was going. Dude, I was thinking that as I'm doing this plug, I'm like, oh my gosh. Jay could have been one of those rocket power kids if he was growing up in California,
1: for sure. But I grew up in Florida, so a lot of people in Florida was just like, "You're from California, right?" I was like, "No,"
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone in California is like, "Where are you from, man? You from here? Like, where? Like, you're confused." (laughs) (laughs) Where does the love for competition that you have come from? Uh, probably just my family, man. Like growing up, we always played
1: a lot. I mean, I, I just, I just played a lot of board games, played a lot of card games, you know, uh, you don't want to lose. We're all Spanish and just, you know, you want to, you want to win. And then the whole family's against you and we're all just (laughs) talking crap about each other. Like you're going to lose this game of spades real quick, you know? (laughs) And uh, then just backyard sports with my friends, you know, you always want to just go out there and give it your all. And that's the same thing with like, you know, if you're, if you're longboarding down a garage, it's not just on, on like, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You're doing it. If you, if you fall or you eat it, it's on you because you messed up. So when I go into these challenges too, it's like as much as people like to blame other people for things that they're doing. Um, at the end of the day, I lost to Leroy. Like Leroy didn't beat me. I lost to myself because I didn't go fast enough to beat his time. So the only other time probably is like, you know, even a hall but even then, if you're faster on the feet, If he hits you and rocks you and you're just faster running out, Nelson almost got Fessy the very first round. But then the second round, you know, Fessy was like, well, I'm just going to make sure you don't get up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So speaking of this season, what was it like preparing for your second time around? Did you have a feel for how you should be getting ready for this thing? And then you also had COVID complicating the matter as well.
1: Yeah. um, Excuse me. The first season – I went in, I was like, all right, I was I was training. It's going to the gym, going to the rock climbing gym, you know, just basic normal like life. I thought I was like, all right, I'll just train normal and like I should be all right. Got out there and it was the first daily, I'll never forget. They're like, all right, you gotta tug in this, this huge crate before TJ runs over it with a tank. And it's a hundred yards out, and it's oh, like round yeah. rope, and I'm like, ah, it should be no problem. Grab the rope, start pulling, I'm like. Oh my god, am I going to go home my very first day of the challenge? No. So, I was like I need to bulk up, I need to eat more, I need to really take this seriously because it is a hard game. Like survivor, you know, it's hard because you're had malnourished, you know? You don't get food, you don't get enough water. So, um yeah, so training for the for the second season, um it was like I gotta get I gotta get serious. I gotta start running. I really gotta start getting my cardio up. I start get I gotta get a lot stronger because my cardio has always been good, but just getting stronger in general, lifting heavier weight, like um like coming off my my second season, I went straight into the gym and I was like, uh, oh damn, I need to like oh let me go deadlift real quick. And then I like lifted up, I don't even know what it was, like 355 or something. And I was like, I've never deadlifted that in my life. What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> so, and I'm like 170. So to me, I was like double. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. You see? So normal. And uh, I'm going against Goliaths. So I had to really take it serious. And uh, I really went for it and was training like two to three times uh, a day. So it wasn't even like two times a week, three to five, like not even like once every day for a week. It was like two two times every day for like months. So it was good. It was worth it. And that was during COVID, right? Yeah. So it was super easy to train because no one's yeah. bothering you. No one's like, hey man, I got a party next week. And you're like, oh, I really <laughs> want to go to that party.
0: <laughs> so it was perfect. Yeah. So in terms of sending you out there, you go out to Iceland, uh what were the COVID protocols? How did it differ from last season in terms of getting ready and getting out there? Oh I mean last season you just
1: got on a plane, sent you where they sent you, and you ended up playing. This time was, we got to quarantine. Uh, we got to test you. We got to uh, nose swab you. We got to make sure that everything is uh, you know good to go. And we quarantined and we got tested every other day. So it was great. It was great. And you always felt safe. And then coming back to the real world, you know, you're seeing people and you're not accustomed to like people wearing masks all the time now because you're out in Iceland, you know, quarantined with your bubble. And then coming back, you're like, wow, I need to be careful. I can't just hang out with whoever I want because on the show, like, you're all safe.
0: You all know you're negative, so you're fine. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I had thought of that. Yeah. So what would you think of Iceland? Absolutely
1: Beautiful. That was one of the most gorgeous places I've ever been to so far. And uh, I saw the aurora lights. I saw like cliffs. It was like every two miles was a different kind of waterfall, like hundreds of feet. And you're like, wow, I wish I could climb that. And you're like, you're like, hey, can I go real quick? Check that out. And they're like, hey, man, you got a challenge in like 30 minutes. What are you doing? And
0: it's like, ah, go back to focus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How do you guys pass the time on the show when you're not working out? Because that's the only thing we see. We see the workout and we see the little qu- the little bubble that you have for the cocktail hour.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so we we just chill, just kick it, uh, create games, think of fun games, sometimes play charades. Big T, uh, she's always performing some song and she's so funny. Big T is hilarious. So if you can ever get her on here, she's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, We have cards, you know, chess. I was playing chess a lot with Devin and Casey and uh, Darrell. Darrell's really good at chess, too. Devin's really good at chess. We had a bet that uh, I won, so now he has to fly me out to Boston this summer, which is great. Um, Yeah, so it's just a good good all-around time. We just, you know,
0: try to kick it as much as possible, and then whenever you're stressed out, go work out. And so how did that differ from how you would pass time on the island in Survivor? Uh, we got board games, <laughs> we got cards,
1: <laughs> whereas on Survivor, um, on Survivor, what I really did was, cause in the house on the challenge, you can't really escape, you're trapped and you're surrounded by them all the time. So you get annoyed. Um, but on Survivor, when people are just talking about food too much, or they're just getting on your nerves, or you have no Alliance members left and no one wants to talk to you, uh, you just grab the spear and go fishing. <laughs> you did that a lot on survivor i loved fishing man that was uh because the reef was absolutely beautiful and then at the same time going out there and being able to like you know just basically quiet the mind you know what i'm saying and just literally be quiet because you can't hear anything underwater and just have to be with nature and then also be hyper focused because you know, you're dragging 15 dead fish on your belt. And then you know that there's going to be a shark eventually going to
0: show up and be like, I'm coming for the, for the blood. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up on survivor? how did you figure out that's something you wanted to do? So survivor, I used
1: to watch with my uh, aunt. So my aunt was a super fan of the show and she was absolutely obsessed with Malcolm. And she thought Malcolm was one of the best players. And she's like, Hey, you remind me of Malcolm. Um, you should apply for the show. I know they're casting right now. I saw a commercial for it. And then, uh, it was a perfect timing in my life because I had just got my, like, house. Um, uh, everything was good. Like, my mom's health was pretty good. So it was it was just the right moment. I was like, hey, I hit up a friend. I was like, hey, man, can you help me make a tape real quick? Just, like, record me and let's edit it and send it in. Next thing I know, you know, we send in the tape. It was, like, two weeks later, I get a phone call. Hey, this is a uh, casting director for Survivor. We saw your tape. We loved it. We'd love to, you know – have you on the show? And I thought it was one of my friends. And I was like, <laughs> "Nah, bro, whatever. Stop messing with me. It's whatever." And they're like, "No, we're serious." I'm like, "Yeah, right. Whatever." And there was more curse words than just whatever. Trust me, because I was like, ah. And they're like,
0: <laughs> "Well uh, done, Jay." He- What'd you say? I said, "Well done." There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. family so, friendly.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm helping you out. Uh, <laughs> so then they were like, "Well, if you keep doing this whatever thing, we're just gonna hang up." And I was like. You, are you for real? This is for real CBS? Like this is Survivor? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. All right. I'm so sorry. Let's get it. And then, uh, you know, next thing I know, they're flying me out to California to do some meet and greets and, uh, go through casting process. And I was a uh, alternate on, uh, Cambodia for the season that Michelle Fitzgerald won. And they flew me out to Cambodia Tented up, waited for someone to get hurt or sick or something so I could play. No one did. So they sent me home and I was like, wow, that's it. Then I got addicted to it, made another tape, sent that back in. I was like, hey, you're not getting rid of me. I really want to play now. I've tasted it. You know, you can't. It's like family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like giving a drug addict drugs. You know, you, you give him the drug, then he's like, I need more. So... Uh, I was like, all right, well, I need I need, I need, need to feel that rush again. So then they uh, saw my next tape, flew me back out. And the next thing I know, I'm in Fiji with uh, Taylor and Figgy and the Fantastic Four over there. And then Adam
0: pissed me off every day. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, for those of you who are not watching this video feed and listening to the audio stream, Jay just made a face 20 minutes in, like, why did I go on a PG-rated podcast?
1: <laughs> no, no, I did not. I was more like... How can I make it PG? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on MTV, man. So MTV they give me a lot of freedom, but I gotta go back to my CBS
0: roots where they're like, Jay, hey,
1: yeah. first, we're gonna get ready, you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your season was a great season, millennials versus Gen X. In my opinion, my own opinion, don't mean anything, but mean I think it's the last it last, really last great survivor season, my opinion. Oh wow, thank you so much. Yeah, I I I loved our
1: season. Cause there was a lot of, uh, story. There was a lot of love. There was a lot of friendship. There was, there was a lot going on in that season, not just like with me and Adam. And, but like, you know, you got to see a lot of players. So it was great. Like Sunday, you know, I, I, I love Sunday. She's, she's battling with cancer right now and she's, she's, you know, she's a true like warrior and, uh, true survivor in, in the sense, in every sense of the word. So, uh, shout out to my Fiji mom, but, um, was also another strong competitor, you know, uh, had to get rid of her, but you know, (laughs) but she's she was a beast. Me and her would stay up all night. A lot of people don't know. Like once I, once I, uh, voted her out, uh, I felt terrible at after like, cause me and her were really good friends. We talked about a lot of things, but I, I knew she, she, if she made it to the end, she was definitely one of the people that could beat me along with David Wright and David Wright. I was like, okay, he could possibly beat me. So I always asked David, I was like, when we got to the final six, I told David and Adam, I was like, yo, I'll go to the end with both of you. Cause Adam, I knew I had, but, um, David I was worried about david and i still don't know people a lot of people say like we took votes and accounts in but a lot of people say it would have been a draw but could have been the first survivor draw which would have been sick <laughs> but uh i'm just happy you know adam got the win
0: uh and everything that happened with his family after it's okay so that's life you know so i'm good with They really were able to uh, zoom in on your friendship with Adam, which I thought was awesome. It was like these two guys are like brothers. They hate each other, but they have respect for each other. Uh, What do you guys say about Adam?
1: Uh, He's a good dude, man. I have no no bad words, no bad intentions toward the guy. He's still a good friend of mine. He's out here in California, so we, we... talk all the time. He'll call me after like a challenge episode and he'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this happened." Or this <laughs> political thing or this person and we talk a lot about like the gameplay. Um so it's good cuz I get another perspective from his side of gameplay. So it it helps me realize a lot of things and helps me uh strategize and figure stuff out. And he always has insight because he watches every single show. So for me, I'm like, "Hey, Adam, who's this person from this show?" And he's like, <laughs> Oh, they did this and this and that and this. And I was like, thank you for all the Cliff Notes. I don't need to watch the whole season. Perfect.
0: (laughs) What'd you think of him on Winners at War? I think he did a terrible (laughs) job.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, I called him. I was like, yeah, what are you doing, man? You're everywhere right now. And he's like, I know, man. I really messed up. I really messed up. (laughs) But um, I was proud of Michelle Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm also very close with her and, uh, she did great. I thought that they were going to be, you know, in a tighter alliance, but he was just flip-flopping back and forth everywhere. So, um, shout out to him. He thought it was the best moves at the time. I can't judge anybody by the moves that they make. I've made silly, silly mistakes where, you know, the whole house voted me into a challenge against Leroy and that's what happens. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. That tribal council, where you and Taylor were just riling up Adam, that one, you know, I think is one of the most underrated tribal councils of all time. I've seen every season. I've seen every episode, Jay. And that one is one that my sister and I reference all the time because it's so, it's something she does to me all the time. It was like, you guys were his siblings. You tell that story of what exactly happened with that food jar and Adam, for those that watch the challenge, you don't know what happened on Survivor. So, Taylor,
1: (laughs) Taylor actually would, in the middle of the night, I had no idea about this until like the day of tribal council, was taking food, hiding it in jars, and then burying it under the sand. And he had a special way of burying it, which was footprints of how to get there and where to find it. So it was a legit treasure chest. What I didn't know is that then I found out later when Taylor was like, hey, we're going to have our last feast. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Last feast? Like, there's no food. And he's like, no, I got food, bruh. And I was like, what? So we go. He unburies his treasure chest. He's got, he's had jars. There was multiple jars. We had one, he had one jar left. He opens it. He's like, hey man, have some. I couldn't even eat because it was after the merge. My stomach was messed up. So I was having the ginger roots and I was like, whatever, I'll eat the ginger roots. Everyone else ate all the food I couldn't eat. So whatever. And then I was like, but dude, like we can't be hiding food. Like, not this isn't good, and if anyone finds out, we're in deep trouble. And then he's like, Oh, Adam already knows, and I'm like, Wait, what? So Adam's been eating the food with you too. And then we get to the tribal, and Adam's out there, and he's like, I didn't have any of the food, and I was like, Yeah, but you knew that he had the food, I didn't have any of the food either. I had the ginger root, I didn't lie, but I didn't tell the <laughs> truth." and then uh, we're all just bantering between each other and just trying to rile up Adam, we're like no man you knew because we were trying to flip it to be on him but uh at that point taylor was like no jay you ate the food too and i'm like oh my god now it's getting on me too so at this point taylor just shut up just shut up we're in trouble and uh next thing you know taylor was the one on the block that night so thank god it wasn't me i got a little
0: further but uh didn't pull the w you guys made Adam explode at Tribal Council, though. It was like, it was like it's an advantage that doesn't impact the game. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things
1: to piss him off. It's one of my favorite
0: things.
1: In all honesty, like, we've played Settlers of Catan. I love pissing him off. I can picture it.
0: He seems like he'd be easy to mess with.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially for me. It's it's I don't know what it is, but as soon as I hit a button on him, he's like, I hate Jay. Like He, he really
0: goes for it. Don't put the robber on me, Jay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why don't you ever trade with me? And I'm like, because. Brooks are in here. I'm not going to trade with you.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, what was cool about your season is that it launched you to the challenge. Unfortunately, you haven't been back on Survivor. Also launched uh Brett and Chris to the Amazing Race. So you had some guys going doing spinoff shows. Yeah. So uh we were in a one and done, which was great.
1: I loved seeing Brett. And uh, Chris on the amazing race seeing Chris carry Brett's backpack as they're running. And he's <laughs> like, come on, hurry up. It's one of my favorite things. If Chris Hammons, uh, I talked to him last week cause I played a prank on him on the phone and I was like, Hey man, I called him and I was like, Hey man, I'll call you right back. And he's like, what? You, like you called me. And yeah, I hit good. Um, but I was talking to him that day. I called him back and I'm um, like, he's like, Oh man, I'd love to go on the challenge. I want to go on a hall brawl. I want to destroy <laughs> these schools. And I was like, if Chris Hammonds actually made it onto the challenge and put him in a hall brawl, he would mess these dudes up. And he's like, I'd be the youngest rookie to ever play the challenge. He's the baddest rookie to ever play the challenge. I'm like, you're a hundred percent right, but you would also be the oldest rookie to ever play the challenge.
0: <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you got Lolo on here. You got Leo, you got these pro athletes. Chris Hammonds, I and mean, he played college football. He was a captain in Oklahoma. He yeah. would crush it. He would crush he, it. He would. And he's, what, 40-something? He, he'd still do it. No, yeah, he'd crush it. Yeah. I,
1: I, I still would not want to go against Chris Hammonds in a hot roll.
0: No shot. He's huge. How about Brett? Would you want to go against Brett? In <laughs> yeah, I'd love
1: that. I'd
0: so <laughs> be messing with him the whole time. How would you compare the difficulty of the challenges on Survivor when you're malnourished? to the challenges on the challenge when you're not malnourished?
1: They're both mental toughness. Because on Survivor, you know, you're completely malnourished and you're like, you're literally depleting all energy and you're slowly slowing down. But the adrenaline sometimes can keep you going. And because they're not as long as the challenge, luckily we don't all just pass out immediately. Whereas if you were malnourished like we are on Survivor and then had to do like a mini final like like I had to do on the challenge, there's no shot you're doing that. <laughs> Within like <laughs> half a mile, you're you're done. So um, they're, they're their own beasts, which is great because on Survivor, you get to push your body to the ultimate form of depletion and then see what you can do there. And then on the challenge, you get to push your body to your highest physical self if you prepared correctly um, or at least – Get as close to your highest physical self as you can and then get to see how far you can push it uh, with the strength that you've gained and with the,
0: you know, talent or skill that you have with whatever you're doing. In terms of social politics, how about how would you compare those two shows? I mean, are they the same strategically or is it different because you know these people before you go out there? Is it like All-Star Survivor? So
1: luckily with the challenge, you get to study some of these people. And you know them. Like, I know Wes is a strategist. I know that, you know, Corey and Nelson, they don't strategize as much as Wes. I know that Bananas runs the show most of the time. I know that CT, you just don't go into elimination against CT. That's just don't do that. But you Um, did it. You did it. I know. I pulled out the wind, thank God. But still, I was definitely, even the night before, I was like, CT, thank you so much for the honor because I know you're coming down tomorrow. But at the same time, like, oh, my God, I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, but um as survivor like you just show up on an island you don't know anyone they could be lying about everything and there's no way for you to know cuz Brett was telling me he was a mortician the whole time but I knew he was a cop and I was like, "Hannah, keep bugging him. I know he's a, he's a cop. He's going to pop soon." And uh you know, it's crazy the difference. And the political game on Survivor, it's it's mainly because of the players. You know, sometimes on the challenge, you have really strong athletes that are really bad at politics. And then on Survivor, everyone is good at politics because that's why they're on the show. Like you don't need to be a savage athlete to be on the show. Like you have moms and you have older people and you have dads and you have like people that can be out of shape or young guns that are like, you know, Fully in shape, but terrible at politics. Like you can have all sorts of mixes of people on on Survivor, whereas on Challenge, you know that they're all athletes because they're casting athletes. And then, but you don't know how the political game is. So on Survivor, it's like bring your brain game because that is about to be serious.
0: So how much of getting ready for the challenge involves just having these social bonds and these ties going into the show? How valuable is that? compared to building those bonds while you're actually there?
1: Oh, so much so, so much so. I never realized before, but you know, I lasted double the time on my second season of the challenge because I had met those people already. Whereas the first time I didn't know anyone, I just knew Nelson basically and Josh. And uh, going in was like walking into a wolf's den where they're like, ah, Jay, every time, just throwing the lamb. And then the second time everyone's like, all right, Jay beat CT last time. He beat us off last time. He didn't have anyone. He had no numbers. He had no one involved and he still survived, you know, a few episodes in. And then this time, like he has friends now. We know that he's good at eliminations. He's, he's good at challenges. I also wanted to do that too, where this time I trained hard enough to like come back and not just be like, Hey man, I'm i I'm a lamb. Throw me to the wolves. Whenever, instead it was like, I got second place in one of the dailies in my first one. I got first place in the mini final. You know, I'm competing and I'm beating you, like pulling up the rope faster than all the bigger guys on the thing. So I wanted them to know, like, oh, Jay might seem smaller than us, even though I'm like a normal sized human. And they're just like
0: large. <laughs> what are you, 5'10, Jay? Yeah. All right. We're the same size, 5'10, 170. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Average person. Yeah. Whereas Fessie's like six foot
1: four i think or something and like 240 pounds and he's like all right i'll see you in a hall brawl i'm like great (laughs) (laughs) they don't even do this in mma but great i'm down (laughs) oh but uh yeah just wanted to go in and you know i want to go in there and compete and push myself to the limits and see
0: exactly what i can do i think the skull twist has worked against you because you've been someone last season it's like oh yeah we'll just go against uh skinny jay he's He's, a, he's an average-sized person. Go up against him. This season, it's like the people who want to throw themselves in, they're really putting themselves at risk, but you got to get it. Whereas there are some of these other people that are playing a more conservative game. They're keeping a little closer to the vest. They know they're going to get that chance. And so I feel like as it's set up, it's not really rewarding the people that they were expecting it when they made the twist to reward the people that go in there and uh, toughen up and just – throw their hat in the ring yeah I mean it's a double-edged sword because you know it's
1: I love it because it makes people have to go down you can't just play a political game like it's now a political game with the physical game which is it's great because then it gives the physical people who don't have a political game a chance and it also gives the political game people has makes them have to prove themselves so you know it's perfect for both ends and for me you know the first season. Wasn't in my favor because if they only had the twist where it's like, you win a gold skull, you're safe for at least a week, you know, that would have (laughs) been nice, but, uh, it is what it is, man. I love it. So (laughs) like, send me down to the thing. Let's go compete. If I win, that means I get to do one more challenge ahead of you. And I get to more, more adrenaline and more experience and more, you know, what is that? Yeah. More experience. Cause like, when am I ever going to hang upside down by my wrists and, and ankles shackled to a bar that's on fire or whatever and like scoot down and scoot back. I'll never get to practice that. Like you don't go home and you're like, Oh, you know, I got an idea. I'm going to practice this because next season they might have that. <laughs> now it's like, man, I almost had Leroy. So you don't want to see me in that
0: one. I know how it works now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, last season they give you a lit fireball to hold with your hands. Yeah.
1: I used to do that as a kid, so I wasn't too scared. But at the same time, I was like, this is a big flame. I didn't have a big flame like this, like this as a kid. <laughs> I used to just have the axe can and spray it and make a flamethrower or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. No, the fireball, I was, definitely, I was like, oh, my God, if Rogan pushes my face into this ball, I'm going to burn my face. Is it worth it? Holy crap. <laughs> Lights out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunate how that played out. But you're just getting started here, hopefully. So with Survivor. You went on, that show aired in 2016, and then you came back on X on the Beach two years later, I want to say, it was 2018. So what were you up to in the time between when you first got off reality television to getting back on reality television? What'd you do? Man, I got a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got off Survivor, uh, went back to Florida. Uh, I just bought my house, so I had to pay bills like i you know got a mortgage and uh got a job bartending and doing real estate and then i was like all right this is cool like i like bartending this is fun hanging out with my friends like doing my thing uh it was cool to be on tv and like have people come up to me at the bar and be like yo you're jay from survivor right and i'm like yo that's crazy like what?" (laughs) and then uh after that uh i was like man i I want that like that feeling again, that like unknown. So I hit up Adam and I was like, hey man, I want to move to LA. Do you want to be my roommate? Let's go. And he's like, yeah. Next thing you know, I moved to LA. And then a month later into LA, X on the beach gives me a call. They're like, hey, do you want to go on X on the beach? And I was like, that's MTV, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, we got this new MTV show. They didn't even tell me it was X on the beach. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> if I get on this show, then maybe, if they like me enough, they'll move me to the challenge, which is another show I've always wanted to do. And then I was like, all right, I'll give it a try, let's go. And then I went, next thing you know, the rest is history and I was blessed. So they they sought you out, you didn't seek them out? X on the beach, no, they, they hit me up. They hit me up out of nowhere and they're like, hey, You know they didn't even they didn't even tell me his ex on the beach. They were just like, "Hey, have you ever had any past relationships?" I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing this girl Morgan from you know Big Brother," and they're like, "Oh, okay, let's hit her up." And then the next thing you know, I'm in Malibu, and they're like, "Hey, Morgan, this is your ex Jay," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're doing."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, I did not watch that show. Did I miss anything? No, not at all. (laughs) So you were you're a huge challenge fan going yeah, I love, I love the challenge. Yeah. How'd you fall in love with it?
1: Watching the challenges, watching, uh, honestly, watching Derek K Kaczynski. Uh, he was the smallest dude. He's like, I don't know, five, eight, five, seven or something. I don't know how tall he is, but he's the smallest dude and he's putting up the biggest fight, uh, watching, you know, CT almost kill Adam in the house. Uh, Watching, you know, the bananas backpack, uh, watching Alton run up the, the the cargo net. Like there's so many when Dave Miro was a host, like it was it was it was the show. And you're watching them like pull. like you're watching West Pole wrestle and stuff. I'm like, yo man, I was obsessed. Like I love I love the challenge aspect of it. When the drama was all right, but the, the the challenges themselves, I was like, damn, I wish I could try that. I wish I could do that. I wanna go out there. And then when I applied for Survivor, I was like, "Well, there's challenges on Survivor too, so I'll get to experience that at least a little bit. So let me go compete." And then uh, next thing you know, now I'm, you know, looking down at Hall Brawls like, "Please don't be me,
0: please." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then there had been no path from non MTV shows to get onto the challenge. So I have to think you never thought that would ever happen.
1: No, no, and even for, for me, I was the first Survivor to cross over ever to MTV. So, um, once I crossed over to X on the beach, I was like, all right, dope. And then the next thing I know I'm the second survivor, but the first American survivor to ever make it on the challenge. Cause turbo was first as far as survivors concerned. So shout out to turbo. He's an animal, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I was like, wow, I, I paved away. Like I made a way, I don't know how I did it. Uh, Thank God. And then the next thing I know, now Natalie's on with me, and I'm like, let's go. I need more survivors. Like, Big Brother has their clan. Survivors got to have their clan. Let's show these people what's up and, like, let's have a battle. You know, we starve ourselves and we go battle on an island with no food, no nothing, and we're still standing. And, uh, you know, you guys have been getting drunk for a while, so let's see what happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot there with Survivor. I actually wrote a piece uh, a couple months ago about some people from survivor they could put on the challenge and I was getting so many responses to it. They're like, Oh, you forgot about this person and this person and this person. I'm like, you're right. These survivor contestants, I think are cut from that cloth of like the old school challengers, at least, at least the ones they picked you and Natalie. And I think there's some more that they could pick and put on there.
1: Oh, I agree. I love Natalie's, uh, competition within her. It's, it's, she's an, she's a savage that girl is a staff. She wants to win. She wants to compete. She wants to battle. She ain't scared. Like if you th- say her name, sh- you know, she's going to come back for you. If you throw her down to elimination, she has a high chance of winning. So she's one of the strong girls. And I know, um, I mean, hopefully they'll, they'll invite her back and we'll see her again, because I'd love to play with her again. Um, and I'm so proud of her, like to even come in and like First day, you know. First day, they did exactly to her what they did to me. It's like, oh, you're from Survivor, you're brand new. All right, let's throw you down. First, first elimination is a Survivor versus Survivor champ versus an MTV champ. And Natalie was like, "All right, let's go. No fear, no nothing." Pulls the W, sends Ashley home, and I'm like, "We're here, baby. Let's go." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who would you like to see from Survivor make that leap?
1: Oh, my God, a bunch of people. I mean, I was talking to Michelle Fitzgerald like three days ago. Uh, Wendell Holland I was talking to last week. I I pulled a prank on him. Uh, Woo, woo. woo. Ooh, yeah. He hit me up. He's like, hey, man, let's skate the Venice Bowl. And if you ever need more friends, I was like, all right, go. But there's a bunch of like Chris Hammonds. I want to see him in the hall (laughs) roll. Rodney. How about Rodney? Oh, Rodney's a beast! Like, there's so many, man. There's so many. It's like endless, endless. Um, Michaela, Michaela's a savage. You know, I love her. Like, the list can go on and on forever. Honestly, like, it's, yeah. It's, so,
0: I think. I mean, I think they're onto something here. They they have a nice. I mean, there have been over 500 survivor contestants. Now you're not gonna cast like Boston Rob. Now he's gonna, just gonna go out there like yeah age 45 like not the same rob we know from when he was younger and i love boston rob i'm not dissing boston rob but he's married he has four kids he's not leaving but there's so many good ones i think they could get out there oh definitely
1: yeah and all of them are are you know savages because when you go live on an island one pair of clothes is different than going into a house and like having a whole backpack
0: so were you in good with big brother going into the season
1: yeah, so I actually made a pregame alliance with Josh, which, you know, you see crumble within the show because of his own insecurity. But um, Casey was cool. Fessy, he was a rookie with me on my first season. Casey was a rookie as well, so we, we had a bond. Uh, I wanted to see Swaggy and Bailey come back because they were also a bond with me, but they didn't. Swaggy's doing uh, big things right now too. Um, but... I had a pregame alliance with them. I had talked with like Wes from last season, Uh, CT. I didn't know how he was like, I hadn't talked or seen him. So I was like, I wonder how that's going to go coming back. But he was cool when, when uh, the first season, when I beat him and uh, you know, seeing him the second season, he's just like, Oh, Hey Jay, what's up? How you been? I'm like, good, man. How are you? And it was so cool. It was chill. And then uh, you know, big T I I made a relationship with her, so it was way easier once you have a relationship coming into the house. So uh, to have friends is a blessing in that house because if you don't, you know that you're the sacrificial lamb. How are you and Josh
0: now? You guys make up? Uh, I haven't talked to Josh since the show, so. All right. (laughs) I've heard with Josh that he is someone that people really gravitate towards when they meet him in person versus like, I was hearing Johnny Fairplay actually was talking about this recently. Fairplay is like, couldn't stand him on TV, met him in person, really fun guy to be around.
1: Yeah. You know, the first time I met Josh was at a hearts of reality event and, uh, he was super hungover, and I saved him because, uh, he was about to miss the bus. So I saved him. And then, uh, on the first season of the challenge, uh, he wanted to, he, he, he was upset and I was like, yo man, just chill, chill. I, I kind of talked him out out of, uh, you know, just like losing his control. And then, uh, you know, this time around with him, he just blew up and I was like, man, this is so dumb. Like our plan to come in here was for me to be a double agent legitimately. And then it's funny that they named the show double agents because I was like, I'm gonna come in. I'm going to pretend like I'm in alliance with everyone and I'll come back with inside information for you, me, Casey and Fessy and Nelson and Corey and, you know, whoever else is involved, Natalie, and like try to make sure we're always good. Next thing you know, this person's losing their mind. This person's losing their mind. Then I find trust in another person. I'm like, I trust Teresa like fully. She's got my back. You can even see like she even battled it out for me towards the end. So uh, she's a cool chick. But yeah, just to see that I was like
0: this is such a dumb move, like honestly. Right. How did you and Teresa end up picking the, how did you come to that decision to team up with her? So luckily um, when TJ said, all right, pick partners, I turn around, Amber B is
1: standing right there and she looks at me and she's like, yeah, let's be partners. And I'm like, yeah, you're super hot, but (laughs) no, no, I'm not going to be partners with you because you're a rookie and I'm still kind of a rookie. I'm not going through that again. No, turn around. I need someone with more relationships in the show. Teresa's standing there, and she looks at me, and she's like. And I'm like, yes, dude. Yes. Perfect. You're an OG. You have relationships with everyone. Anissa, Wes, CT. Like, You know everyone. Perfect. They're not going to throw you in right away. They'll throw in a rookie before they throw you
0: in. So I'll have your back. Let's go. And it was perfect. Yeah, she's she's fun to watch. I hope she does a few more of these. Oh, she's a great player.
1: She is a great player. I think she's, like, one of the best. Like, she's really freaking good.
0: Yeah, she stirs the pot pretty well, too. It keeps it interesting. that's why I
1: love it. Because, like, as a fan as well, I'm watching the show. I'm like, she did all that? Okay, that's what's up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As a Challenge Super fan, what was something that really surprised you? once you got on the show versus what you had seen from the show?
1: You know, when you see the show, it's like really action-packed. And uh, some of the players, you're like, damn, he's huge. Or, you know, like a lot of those things where you just get on and you're like, they're just regular people. There's no, there's no like... Oh my God. Like, it's just like, yo, what's up? And uh, I know when I beat CT, like, I made it weird, and I'm always going to make it weird. Stay loco.
0: What's up, baby? Um, But
1: it's just a normal, it's just a normal, just normal competitors.
0: Yeah, like entering the survivor world, too, in that way, right? Because you and I both got phone calls from T Bird, uh, Teresa Cooper, recently, and she's someone that I watched on Survivor Africa. She was awesome, she almost came back a second time, and T-Bird is the most normal, friendly, kindest person there is.
1: Yeah, and you realize, like, once, like, the star, starstruck, stardom thing, like, you're like, ah, these are just all regular people, and, you know, some people are nicer than others, and
0: some people aren't, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm just there to compete and have some fun. Why do the MTV people hate Big Brother so much?
1: I don't even think they hate Big Brother. I just think that they love pushing Josh's
0: buttons. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Devin's like, oh, Big Brother sucks. And Josh really takes it to heart. And he's like, don't say that. Like, Big Brother doesn't suck. And then he gets so mad. And it's like, if I had ammo like that, I would totally, totally. Like, if Adam was on the show and I was screaming Survivor sucks, he's probably going to lose his mind. And I'm definitely going to keep you on Flaming That Fire because – It's going to get them to erupt. They might do something stupid and hit you and then they're voted out and you're one step closer
0: to a million dollars. Stop it, Jay. Survivor doesn't (laughs) suck. Yeah, right? That'd be the best. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Devin's a cool dude.
1: Uh, Devin is one of the funniest people I've met in that house so far. And he's very smart and he's very good at chess.
0: Jay, you were very emotional. Uh, when you got sent home on this past season, you were tearing up. You had mentioned that this money could, would really make a big difference for you. Would you like to elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, uh, I own a house. It's, it's expensive.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a million dollars, man. A million dollars will change your life in two seconds. You get a million dollars, you invest it correctly, your life is different. You know, you don't have to. I mean, as much as people like say you don't have to work as hard, a million dollars isn't going to help you retire nowadays. So uh, it'll help you get a start to retirement, to chilling, to being able to be like, all right, I'll pop a couple kids out and sit on the beach and chill. Like, what's the problem there? But uh, not ready for any of that, by the way. No kids, no ladies, (laughs) no. Uh, uh, But yeah, a million dollars to help my family, help me pay for my house, pay my house off, buy my mom her own place So she ain't got to like, you know, deal with my stuff and like, helps out everyone, helps out everyone. And, and also like, I, I'm an emotional dude and I play the game with a lot of heart and uh, I give it my all. I cried on Survivor, cried on Island Beach, cried on the challenge. I'm like, it's all right to cry. I don't care. Um, but it's all right to cry over like things that actually matter. Don't just like cry over nothing. But, uh, you know, just being done with the show, you you get off and your adrenaline's coming down. You finally realize like, okay, I'm off the show. I got eliminated. It's a lot to like digest at once where a lot of people don't understand like you're in a house so stressed and so on, like your game is on, you know? There's nights that I don't sleep that, you know, I don't know if they showed it or not, but like I'm up in my bed in the challenge house, like scheming like, all right, if this happens, this could happen. And it's like, you can't even sleep because you're like worrying about that and this. And uh, once you get off, you realize like all the stress levels are kind of just like, you can chill now. Everything's okay. And the fighter, the fight or flight is dimmed down now. And now you're just back to normal where it's like, Hey, I can get Chipotle if I want, like, you know, <laughs> you do anything. And uh, yeah. So that's why the tears, but The money, you know, I'm always fighting for the money. I'm always trying my absolute best to to also give it my all because I'm also a fan of the show. So when I go on, I want to compete. Like I don't want to not give it everything. I don't want to sit back, relax and just be like, oh, I'm here for a paycheck. Because I'm not, I'm there to entertain, to look back and watch it as a fan and be like, damn boy, I crushed it. Let's go. And then at the same time also win a million bucks so I can come back and be like, hey, Sister, what kind of car you want? Mom, house is paid for, chill out. You want another one? Like, you know, I want to be able to invest it correctly where, uh, yeah, that's what I fight for.
0: So that's why it's emotional. So your family, would you say your family is a big uh, driving factor for you on these shows? 100%. My family is uh, the driving factor for
1: my life, legit. Like there's nothing else more important to me. I, I'll trade everything on this planet for my family. For the people that I love, Nothing matters. Nothing else matters. That's number one. And then everything else after that. Because I'd give up everything. And it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be a, a, like a decision to make if someone was like, your family or $10 million, I'd be like, my family, done. Your family or fame? My family, your family or every single one of your dreams ever comes true. And I'm like, well then you know, that's a double-edged sword because then that means my family's wealthy with me. So that means I choose that <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> How would you compare? I mean, have you noticed a difference between the Survivor community uh, with the other contestants that go on the show compared to the Challenge community? And similar with the fans, I guess, too. Have you noticed a difference or is it pretty much the same? Uh,
1: Luckily, you know, my fans have love me and shown me a lot of love you get a couple of trolls here and there but you know you always got to meet a, a troll to cross a bridge and uh, like it's it's so different because like survivor was my first show you know so that family will always be tight if, even though it's different like because challenge they've been doing it for years they don't need to be your family after that Survivor you guys all have the opportunity to do it one time and experience it all at the same time. And go through it the very first time together and challenge, like, you know, Wes isn't going to call me and be like, Jay, man, what a great season we had. It'll be memorable forever. Come to my, my kid's birthday party. Like, you know, he'll never be like that. <laughs> Instead, he'll be like, all right, it's been five seasons. I messed with you. You're cool, dude. Come on over. Let's hang out. Whereas, like, Sundays, like, you know, hey, Jay, how are you? Or Chris Hammonds is like, hey, man, come to an Oklahoma Boomer game. And let's hang out. Let's, let, you know, my kids want to see you, and da da da. I'm like, all right, dope. Like, that family will always be so more, so much more tight knit. Whereas the challenge family, you know, interchanges and twins, and they've been connected for so long that they'll never have like that, that, basically like pop pop the cherry experience that we had on Survivor, where we all just come in together. Like, what's going on? <laughs>
0: Uh I want to make sure I get all these questions and I only have a couple more. Uh one of the ones so I, I sent some out to the listeners who contact me a lot and talk to me on social media. I said, What do you guys want to know from Jay? And I got one question here about Ken from your season of Survivor. The question was, was Ken the way that he was depicted on the show and i thought this was a very random question i wasn't expecting this
1: that is a very random question
0: uh because ken was a guy that kind of felt like he belonged on one of the real old seasons of survivor where it seemed he kind of didn't have a whole lot of experience with the show he just he was a really like a man of mystery he seemed like yeah, he had all was... kinds of interesting stories yeah that was ken like he just From
1: what I remember, I don't even remember his edit on the show. Uh, He was just a a normal dude, you know, did the survival thing, fed people when he could, caught fish when he could. He wasn't really, like, a political, you know, genius. He wasn't strategizing like David Wright. He wasn't out there, like, you know, making deals like Adam. Um, He was a beast. Like, he competed really well. Uh, But he was just a normal... He was just a good dude. Like, that's that's all Ken was. Is he wasn't, you know, I have no bad thoughts on Ken. He's a good dude, and he's just chill. That's how you think of Ken. Like, you just right, yeah. he's, like, he's just chill. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a fun guy. He seems pretty cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. But just his gameplay on the show is the way he is. He's just a chill, all-around nice guy. Younger Ken on the challenge. Can you see that? Oh, for sure. He would have loved it. That man loved to compete. That was one of the things like I remember when I won the family visit and he came in second. He was pissed. He was pissed because he's like, "Jay pick me." Like, ah, and I was like, "Bro, I made promises already. I'd love to pick you, but I already made promises, but uh He's he's an athlete. Like he's an athlete because even when he went in in that challenge, he, he like broke the log and he's like, "I'm gonna this thing. And I'm
0: like, "Oh man, that boy is coming." Better run. What about uh would you Have you ever been contacted? Go back on Survivor? Do you think that ship has sailed? Would you go back? Uh, If Survivor called me, I'd
1: have to see if I'm even allowed. But if I was allowed and it didn't contradict with anything, or I mean, not contradict, conflict with anything, uh, I would totally play Survivor again. I love these games, man. Put me on any... Like, I love competing. If Survivor wants to call, Big Brother wants to call, if Challenge calls again, like, I'm there. I'm there. I love competing. As long as it doesn't mess up anything, I'm good.
0: Who would you run the Amazing Race with from... I'll give you one from the Challenge. Who would you run the Amazing Race with from the Challenge? Ooh. Girl or boy, or both? Either.
1: Teresa, great partner. Uh... Natalie Anderson, great partner. Uh, from the challenge, I mean, Corey, Nelson, Wes, uh, Kyle would be funny. Devin would be hilarious. Um, How about Survivor? You and Adam? No. <laughs> It'd be great television, but we would not win. It'd drive me, I mean, we might win. But you know what's funny? Someone hit me up uh, two days ago. And he's like, "Jay, we should do the Amazing Race together because I'm always he's always hitting me up about uh, rock climbing and stuff." And uh, that's Dr. Mike. Oh, let's go! I love Dr. Mike; he's the man. So if if I ever got to run the race and it was with Dr. Mike, you already know there'd be a bunch of bunch of I don't even know
0: if I'm allowed to say that
1: jokes because you know what kind of doctor he is. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> a bunch of uh, jokes about. Uh, male genitals or Johnson's. Go. Johnson's, that's go. the one I want you Johnson say. jokes. Bunch of Johnson jokes. <laughs> <laughs> who would be good from the challenge on Survivor? you think they ever cast someone from there?
1: You know who? It's so funny. Like You're asking questions that people are actually telling me. Like last week, you know, two days ago Dr. Mike's like, hey man, we should get on the amazing race together. I'm like, alright, now you asked me the question. And then two weeks ago, Uh, I remember Corey Wharton, he's like, bro, I just saw your season of Survivor. Like, I love this game. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Corey Wharton would be great to watch because he's like a muscular fit guy. But, um, you know, you don't get food out there. So I'd love to see him like get hangry, uh, lose some weight. (laughs) And then also the political game's got to be on point. So. If Survivor's listening, cast Corey Wharton. I know he wants to play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. What's next for you, Jay? Uh,
1: You know, training. Hopefully challenge calls. Hopefully Survivor calls. Hopefully somebody calls. You know, I'm waiting. Just waiting for the phone to ring. Come on. And, uh, you know, just see where the world takes me. Have some fun with it.
0: Awesome, Jay. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get to your plugs here?
1: Uh... Thank you all for following me. Thank you, Jack, for having me on your show. Thank you you know, for you know tuning in and caring about what's going on in my life. It's, it's awesome. And thank you for the article. It was fantastic. And my to pleasant. all the listeners, just keep watching, keep enjoying the challenge and watch any show that I get on, and hopefully one day, you know, just get my own and we can
0: just do silly stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Jay. So why don't you tell us what you're working on right now with Stay Loco and how people can follow you on social media?
1: So if you follow me on social media, go to uh, J-Q-S-K-I-M. That's on Instagram, J-Q-S-K-I-M on TikTok. So J-Q-S-K-I-M, not J-A-Y, just J the letter, Q-S-K-I-M. But everything is at, you can go to stayloco.co. Get yourself some hoodies, get yourself some beanies, some hats. I got all the merchandise. I got a clothing line out there. I want that to grow and expand. It's not just like any type of merch. I get like good quality stuff because I don't want you to buy crap. And then, uh, yeah, just go to jstar.com You'll have the link to everything, but JQ skim on Instagram, JQ skim on TikTok, uh, J underscore twice QS for Twitter. But if you go to jstar.com you'll find everything. Sounds perfect.
0: Tell you what, Jay, I'm going to order one of those trucker caps when, uh, they're back in stock. Are they back in stock yet? Not no, yet.
1: man. So that's another thing. Like, thank you all for ordering all the merch. Everything has been flying off the shelves. All I have right now is the hoodies left. The black, I think, sold out like five minutes before I got on this thing. I just restocked it. And then I got these nude, uh, where they're like blush. Hey, can you throw me a hoodie? Uh, they're like blush and sick. Yeah, show it off. Let's see it. But they're this color. Uh, I tested them out. The logo is actually black, not white. I tested out the white one. Uh, Didn't like it as much as the black. So that's life. (laughs) But um, that one's mine. And (laughs) I got more out there. So go get yourself some hoodies and uh, beanies. I got all kinds of crazy neon colors and stuff like that. It's fun.
0: Well, hopefully you get some more of those trucker caps. If you get one, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to wear it on this show. And uh, we're going to rep you. And then... The next time I have a challenger on, first of all, thank you for being our first challenger on the Jack Vita show. Fifth Survivor contestant, first challenger. So the next time there's a challenger on, I'm going to be wearing your hat and uh, making faces at him.
1: Let's go. That's what's up. Uh, Let me look. I I don't think I have any more truckers, but if I do, or I'll just send you mine. uh, Let me check it out.
0: All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, we'd love to rep you. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jay. When you get out there and you win one, we would love to have you come back on this show. And uh, Rachel, my uh, friend who is a huge Challenge fan, unfortunately couldn't make it today. She would love to. uh, We'd love to have you back. We'd love to be your home team podcast here. Yeah, there we go. Rachel, uh, thank you for loving me. I love you too.
1: I hope you're watching. (laughs)
0: All right, that does it for my conversation with Jay Starrett. It was great having him on the show tonight and a lot of fun. Great having someone from the challenge and talking with him. So glad to have him on this show. And uh, if you haven't done so, go to my website, jackvita.com. Check out that article that I wrote about Jay. Click on those email notifications. Get email notifications whatever I'm creating new content Uh, Subscribe to The Jack Vita Show wherever it is that you get your podcasts. That's the number one way that you can support me as I am now a full-time podcaster and content creator. So uh, thank you to all of you who listened today. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with Andrew Stem and we will be talking college basketball. That'll drop sometime Monday or Tuesday. And then Albert DeStrade and I casting our own season of Survivor making uh consisting primarily of uh of mlb baseball players consisting only of mlb baseball players but that'll be a lot of fun you're not gonna wanna win you're not going to wanna miss out who will win i mean bryce harper mike trout uh aaron judge i don't know but you're gonna want to tune in so make sure you subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jack Vita Show. Facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. Until next time, folks. Until Monday with Andrew Stem. I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters.